everyone. Welcome back to What's Art, a weekly podcast for creatives and culture lovers. Today's episode is the continuation of my conversation with Miss Joanna Taft, the executive director of the Harrison Center for the Arts in Indianapolis, Indiana. This has been a very intriguing conversation, getting to know more about her background and how this art center came to be. I suggest you check out the previous episode if you haven't already and to take a quick moment to share this podcast with someone you know who might be interested in listening. Thank you for joining us today and without further ado, let's get right into this episode. Maybe like an arts patron is just support in any way. They're an encourager. You know, we've had art patrons that have simply taken an artist out to dinner and said, tell me about your work. And wow. they could afford that meal. They couldn't afford to buy art, but they could afford that meal. You can be uh, lower income, you can be high income, but all of us can encourage. Can you talk about how you've seen the Harrison Center grow from the time that you arrived till now? What changes have you seen? Sure. When I started, the building was mostly vacant. There were four artists in the building. Um, and there and there was a church in the building, um, but pretty much most of the building was vacant. As I walked through the building, I thought, you know, we could get artists in here, and um, we if we get really low rates, artists are builders. Artists can help us figure this out together, like what how we can serve the community. And so we took uh, rooms that I, you know, that were not they were not lovely. They were really kind of gross in many ways but artists wanted these spaces. And so we went very quickly to having 14 artists in the building and starting first Fridays. And, you know, the first, first Friday we had maybe a hundred people came and we were very happy about that. But within four months, we had 500 people. And wow. within nine months, we had a thousand people. And that's crazy because we didn't have any money, um, but people really responded. And I think they responded because they were invited. They were, they were welcomed. That idea of First Fridays, where did that come from? Is it an original idea from the Harrison Center? Because I know it's it's spread throughout Indianapolis. Um, so what happened was uh, I was hired in 2001. And shortly after that, when we were doing these art openings, um, something else was happening in the community. The mayor, Mayor Peterson, was interested in the idea of using the arts for economic development. Mm -hmm. So when people are talking about you, you want to know, you want to be at the table. And what was happening in the arts at the time was people were doing their own thing. There were galleries downtown, there were artists downtown, but nobody was communicating. We, I didn't know when Mark Rushman's gallery was open and he didn't know when my gallery was open. And so Mark Rushman gathered all of us together and said, we need to tell the city what we want. And we need to be at the table. So it was this group ended up being called the Indianapolis Downtown Artists and Dealers Association. It was active for about 20 years. And um, it was through that group that we decided we wanted to have a um, one time a, a month that we would all be open. And so somebody suggested, let's do a final Friday. And I'm from the East Coast. We do first Fridays, but I was looking at the calendar and there were more complicated dates with final Friday, with Memorial Day. And like, there are all these other complications. I, all I did in that group was really insist that we do first Friday. And I'm so glad we did. I'm sure that final Friday would have been just as successful. And how is the Harrison Center more than just a gallery space? 
So we, um, we started the residency program. We have a beautiful internship program. We have anywhere from 35 to 50 cultural entrepreneur interns um, that, that do internships with us. And their job is to see a need, take a risk, leverage resources, invest energy and network to build culture in the city. And they can do that through running a festival or by creating art or music or by um, coming up with their own idea of serving the community, which could be a, a truck farm. Like literally we had a Heron High School student that planted a garden in the back of her pickup truck and drove around town to apartment buildings and let kids taste and plant and touch and experience. Yeah. That's something I, I really admire because you said they're here in high school interns. I think that's so great and, and very unusual, I think, and unique to have high school students form part of an art yeah. center because the youth is discarded often because they're so young, they're rowdy, they're annoying. And this is an amazing way to give them structure. It's through art that, that this is done. How does art serve this greater purpose for a city, for an education system? How does it make it better? Um, so let me back up and let me just say that uh, the Harrison Center started here in high school. We had one and a half employees at the Harrison Center and we were getting a lot of attention from the city. A lot of people were coming. And then all of a sudden my artists started coming to me and saying, I need to move. I need to move to LA, New York, Chicago. I'm like, what are you talking about? We get a thousand people here for first Friday. We have a great party. What are you talking about? And they're like, Joanna, we need to sell art. We have emerging patrons here in Indianapolis, but we actually need people that are very serious about buying art. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to solve that problem. And after thinking about it, um, I realized that the answer was education, a new generation of art patrons, people that whether they became an accountant or a teacher or an artist or a community volunteer, whatever their job, they would love the arts and they would support the arts. And if we had a community of people that loved and supported the arts, artists could stay and artists could help our city thrive and be that world-class city. So that's why we started here in high school. And that's why we designed it to be a liberal arts school. It's not a fine arts school. It's a liberal arts school designed to grow world-class citizens or art patrons who are those, those citizens that grow up to serve our community in, in many ways, but love the arts. They can be in anything like an accountant, a lawyer, a doctor, but using the passion for art to, to contribute as well to support. Yes, exactly. And so we started here in high school and then, um, and by the way, that was really hard. Let me just tell you, we had a one and a half employees. If I did say that before, that was really hard. And um, my board of directors, when, after we started the school, came back to me and said, Joanna, that was amazing. That was awesome. Let's do it again. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm about to die. Right. And I said, and people at that point started calling me a cultural entrepreneur. When, when I um, started thinking about that, I said to my board, we need a army of cultural entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Like Indianapolis is not going to be a world-class city unless we have an army of people working on these things. And so that's when we came up with the internship program because the kids were really interested. They had watched this little scrappy organization start a school. I mean, they started here in the basement of the Harrison Center and they saw the way we operated and they were hungry. That group of 99 ninth graders that first year were hungry to start things and to serve the community. And so we came up with this internship program, but the way we, the application process was very different than any other internship program. We asked three questions. What makes your heart sing? Mm. What makes you angry or sad? And what do you need academically, personally, 
professionally. We had um, an intern who uh, her English skills were not good. She was getting um, pretty good grades in math, but in but English grades were like D's, but they were terrible. And so in her internship, we required her to read and write. We had this massive checklist of um, getting ready for a gallery opening. And her job was to read it to us. Now that sounds like not much of an internship, except that she learned how to run a gallery and she got to practice her English and she went in one semester to getting A's. (laughs) What do you need? I need to strengthen my academics. Hmm. How does an internship at the art center do that? Yeah. Another example would be um, somebody that maybe they're really angry about social justice issues. And so for us to give them an internship where they can put their passions to work, that makes them successful. You know, we tell our interns, don't ever say you don't have the resources. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the resources to start a high school. We didn't have the resources to start an art center. We didn't have the resources to, to start anything we've done. We leverage resources. We learn the network. We see a need. We take a risk. It's scary. We leverage resources. We network and we invest energy to build culture in the city. What does culture mean to you? So I think that, you know, culture is, it's in the air. It's what, what today is built of. There's layers and layers of stories and experiences and histories. A lot of people have to die before we get our culture, right? Right. So there's like layers. So culture is so broad for me that I see stories everywhere. Culture tells me that everything is my story that Michelle, your experiences, when you share them with me, somehow become part of my story too. I get to enter into your story. And so I get to taste a bit of your culture. And I I think that when you view culture as something that you can be a part of, instead of something that belongs to someone else, you become a lifetime learner and you become um, more respectful of other people's cultures. Does that make sense? Yes. Such a great, like clear explanation. I love that. I I think that when people feel invited, when they feel invited into their own story, when they feel invited into somebody else's story, that is when we have a city where people feel known and loved. Thank you so much, Ms. Tapp. Thank um, you. You're awesome. I can't wait till you come and be, uh, do a residency with us. Yes. It's been a pleasure to hear from you and to share about what goes on in Indianapolis. Surely it will be like a learning experience for those who may not know about Indianapolis. So thank you.